I've never right. died in real life. Neither have I. Mm-hmm. Good for us. <laughs> Let's keep that streak alive. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll start. Uh, episode 32, I think. Pretty sure it's 32 of the Alex Ebringer podcast. Uh, no Max and no Kyle today. Uh, so it's just going to be Matt and I. Another Brothers episode. Um, Have we and, done this before? Yeah, we did the squid, squid Games. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I do want to say, because this is, we're currently recording Tuesday uh, instead of Monday, recording a day late, we're only going to do one episode this week for Thanksgiving week. Um, just because, you know, we have family coming in town and it's just the scheduling. Everyone's just busy. Yeah, it's just, it's a tough week. Uh, so, um, Matt and I are going to talk King Richard. New movie came out uh, Friday, I want to say, on HBO Max. Uh, then we'll do our five favorite sports movies, which is good because Kyle doesn't watch sports movies, so he would be no help here. Um, and we're going to talk a little Spider-Man No Way Home um, and then some uh, some other stuff. All right, so I have a theory. Okay. It has to do with Doc Ock. In the trailer, we see him attack Spider-Man on the bridge with mm-hmm. Baby Green Goblin because we see the Goblin bombs in that scene. Um and then we also see another fight where Spider-Man fights Sandman, Lizard, and Electro. Yeah. No Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Doc Ock will become good at some point in this movie. Say that again? I think Doc Ock will become a good guy again in this movie. Yeah. Uh, granted, yeah, he is the most redeemed out of the five villains him and Sandman, obviously, but we see Sandman. And I wonder, this is also a thought I had with Sandman. I wonder how much of him is going to be him CGI. Like how much Thomas We haven't seen any Thomas Hayden Church or we see see Finns. Um, But we've seen like Who plays Lozard, in case you don't know. Yeah, we see everybody else. Well, we don't really see Willem Dafoe, but it's a suit. It's not like Yeah, I mean, it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah. So we know that, and we hear his voice. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they were very because the end scene very much seemed like a final fight. Oh yes, for sure. So it's at night and everything. It's on like a yeah. a construction site of some kind. So it's gonna it's, be the it's Spider Man three all over again. Yeah. Oh, do you think he'll use the power of pipes to win this fight? I don't know because nobody here has a. <laughs> sensitive to sound like you don't know they've never tried it that's true i guess electro could hate sound oh but even though he used sound at the end of amazing spider-man 2 which was cool yeah it was i like that but he used he made music with the yeah he made like techno music to fight spider-man which was sick um it's just the rest of it wasn't so do you remember bj novak was in the amazing spider-man 2 Yes, he was somebody. I don't know. It's just a weird choice to see. He's one of those guys where you're just like, oh, what is, what is Ryan doing here? Oh, yes, he was. Get Ryan Alistair from the office Smith. out of here. Yeah, whoever that is. I don't want to get into it. That's fair. Uh, we can, we'll finish here. Well, we won't finish here, but we'll start with the big topic of the day. Uh, and that is King Richard, the new 
HBO Max or Warner Brothers film um, starring Will Smith, who plays Richard Williams, um, the fa- obviously the father of Venus and Serena Williams, the two mm-hmm. greatest tennis players of all time. And famously, uh, as the movie shows, Richard Williams was a different kind of sports parent. <laughs> um, where we see a lot of like... Uh, yeah. When I was watching the movie, I, I kept thinking... This guy's like like pre Lavar Ball. LeVar That's Ball. exactly what I was thinking too, uh, which I can't wait for that movie, the Lavar Ball. Uh, yeah. It's going to be called Never Lost. Um, I would see that in a heartbeat. Uh, so we've obviously seen like everyone knows like that like overprotective like mm-hmm. my child is like the best, and they're, you're going to hear about it. Whereas Richard Williams, he knew that before they were even like born. Yeah, but it's like uh, with those overprotective parents, it's like they're never right or anything. It's like, oh, their kid is okay at best. But, like, yeah. clearly his daughters are, like, the best tennis players in the world. Yeah, and he knew that. And my favorite scene, too, is when John Bernthal was like, you might have the next Michael Jordan on your hands. And he goes, no, 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 I got the next two. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, you do, Richard Williams. Uh, and I – so I'll give my quick – I know I said this a couple weeks ago about the harder they fall, but as of right now, King Richard is, in my opinion, the best movie of the year. I thought it was excellent. It was the only criticism I have that like could make it even higher is that it was a little long. It's two hours and twenty five minutes. Yeah. Um, and I gave this a ninety six out of hundred. I absolutely loved it. I think Will Smith puts in the can I say probably the best performance of the year so far um, him and Kristen Stewart are definitely top two um, and I totally understand why people are like yeah Will Smith's going to win an Oscar for this uh, performance uh, in February so I have 96 out of 100 Matt what what would you give it um, I, don't know, I wouldn't give it a 96 well, like an 87 oh, okay I, yeah, I just, this was, a, one thing I didn't expect from this movie is how much it would focus on Venus as well. Like, yeah, I, obviously, I, mean, I knew Venus was the oldest, or the older out of the two, um, and she was the first to go pro and do all this stuff, and then yeah. Serena came in and did all that. So the movie did, she was essentially, like, the fourth character, because you have uh, Richard Williams, and then you have uh, Brandy Williams, the, the mother, who I thought she was excellent as well. She was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you have her, and then you have John Bernthal, who is their uh, tennis coach, who, like you said when we were watching this, you're like, he is just good in everything. John Bernthal's never been bad in anything. Yeah. And he just needs to be in more stuff. He's I agree. so good. And I he's agree. always he's... like, he's a great character actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've yeah, seen that, good. especially in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, the most character actor thing ever is Brad, who just yeah. drug dealer launders money over to uh, Sweden, I think it was, uh, or Switzerland. Yes, yeah, one of the two. Um, he was great in that, and then obviously we know him from The Walking Dead. He's fantastic in the first season of Shane. Um, you've second seen him as a Punisher. Two. Yeah, I never I, watched I the Punisher that. show. I watched the second season of Daredevil, which he, I would assume he was like the the bad guy in that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't see any of that, so. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love John Bernthal? Like, he's normally, he has a very 
evil face, like he, like a bad guy face. You know, he what can I'm play saying. a bad guy a lot. He's never been yeah. just like a you typical a must- good yeah. guy. He can play like in this. He's like, yeah, you put a mustache and some weird hair on him, and it's like, oh, he's like, like almost a side. He's he's just not a leading man, is what he is. No, he's not. Uh, and you know, there are just some people that aren't. Uh, Alfred Molina is probably the perfect example. He's just the best character actor. So. Uh, I thought John Bernthal was fantastic with his like high pitched, like yeah. happy go lucky voice uh, and everything. And uh, this was this was my biggest takeaway from the movie is that this movie made tennis cool. Like, yeah, you're watching this and you're like, dude, this is sick. Like, yeah, watching I, just, I like, got that too, especially on... during the um, the match between Serena, or no, no, Venus and the other girl at towards the end of the movie. Oh, the uh, number one player in the in the world. Yeah. Wait, See, I got oh, that even cool. from uh, from when she's going through juniors, and she's just beating up on these kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this is sick. This is really cool. The moment where so, they go, she's been six. Is she 63? And I was like, oh Jesus. She's yeah, crazy. I know they said they're that. really good like, at tennis, damn. aren't they? <laughs> yeah, shocking that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, a couple scenes that stood out to me was when the police was uh, called. Uh, from their neighbor to see that there was a disturbance and like yeah, this lady did child abuse like Richard because Richard Williams took Venus and Serena out in the rain to practice tennis. Uh, and Will Smith shows that they're not, uh, he goes, yeah, uh, you can say that we're hard on them because we are like Tundi is number one, in their class. So are the other two that I don't remember their names. Yeah. Venus and Serena, Serena are going to be future tennis stars. Like, yeah, we're hard on them because like, this is what they want. And like, I mean, I think that was, that was just excellent. And like, I thought that was the best scene of like yeah. any movie. I I've like seen it was, this year. she was like, oh, she's valedictorian of the class. She's like, oh, okay. They're like actually like really good parents. I guess. Yeah. Like, obviously they're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, not so the mother as much in this movie, but Richard Williams. I mean, that was faint. We all knew that before. Like we knew this, like tw- I even knew this like 10, 15 years ago. Uh, that I was like, oh yeah, Richard Williams is a crazy person where he just he really does just cares about Venus and Serena. Yeah. Um, I thought that was the best acting of the year. And then later on in the movie, that was uh, debunked when Richard Williams is talking to Venus and Serena. I think maybe it's just, oh no, it's just Venus when she leaves because uh, she wanted to do this juniors tournament and Richard wouldn't let him or let her. And he says that when he was a kid, his dad he watched his dad run out on him while he was getting mm-hmm. beat up and he just doesn't want Venus and Serena to see him running out on them. And I'm like, never mind. That was the best acting of the year. <laughs> and I was, and like, he's on the verge of tears talking to them. And so is Venus. And I'm like, damn, I was like, Will Smith is absolutely incredible. Like yeah, I just, a really good actor. I just don't wish, see yeah. really good actor. Um, Will Smith a lot. No, because we just see like, Will Smith play Will Smith like we saw that in yes. Suicide Squad uh, and Aladdin. Well, Aladdin was a little bit less, but it was still like I'm Will Smith and I'm just I'm really good at playing me, and that I'm fine with that. Like I I would take charisma over everything. Like it's what Ryan Reynolds has been doing. He's just been t- being himself. Mm-hmm. I'm like that's fine, you know, whatever. Do you, man? Uh, I'm enjoying it. Or even there was this movie with Margot Robbie called Fo- uh, Focus. I think it was called. It wasn't very good. But Will Smith was just being charismatic as hell. And I'm like, all right, you were pretty decent. Margot Robbie is good and everything. So the movie just wasn't very good. 
was super it was like about like con artists and stuff mm-hmm. um so uh and he, <laughs> i just loved how much he actually did look like uh richard williams too yeah with his like voice and like the way he talked like the way he moved his mouth too i thought that was awesome so um i'm missing anything else the scene near the end where uh it's was this was right before venus took her pro debut in that i forgot what the tournament was called or whatever in uh oakland and serena's just looking on at the tennis courts and richard williams is like i know you've been in her shadow and everything and i know that's taken a toll on you but this was this was part of my plan venus would be the first person to do it she would break through all this but you know what you're going to be the best to ever do it and i mean it happened serena williams is the greatest tennis player and the greatest female athlete of all time yeah and I just thought where he's like, yeah, this is how I, I did it. She's going to be the first and you're going to be the best. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I doubt that's actually like, Oh yeah, happened. probably not. But I mean. because obviously we have hindsight in a movie like this. Um, and I just thought, damn, like this, that whole time, like every like 20 minutes, there's a scene where you're like, damn, that was cool. That was good. Or like, and I just thought, yeah, fuck King Richard was. It was just a great movie. So I liked when uh, they went to whatever tournament it was, and like uh, Serena like entered in secretly, and they didn't know or anything. And it, oh and yeah, she still like kicked ass. Yeah, and he's like, "Go have fun and all that." Yeah. Do you? Yeah, it was just. Yeah, and uh, dude, it just it just comes back to the woman that played the mother. Like, I hope she gets nominated too. She was excellent. I mean, there was even the the girls that played Venus and Serena. They were really good. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, I was I was kind of worried because I didn't know going in how much they would actually be in this movie because I didn't know how much would focus on Richard and how much would focus on Venus and Serena. And I thought they did a really good job of balancing both, focusing on them. Because yeah, I this mean, is, Richard gets 90% of like the screen time. but Obviously, because the movie is yeah. called King Richard. Uh, so I would hope it would focus on Richard Williams first while still telling the story of Venus and Serena Williams. And I think it did an excellent job. And I loved how at the end of the movie, we can just spoil this because it happened in real life. Um, it's just a true story. Where it showed all the footage, the real footage, mm-hmm. uh, and how they actually portrayed this in the movie. Like similar to how they did in um, The Disaster Artist. Yeah. Where we see the scenes that they do in the movie and then we see the actual scenes and how close they actually were. And then like, especially with I don't know why this was the one that got me was all the outfits that Richard Williams wore. And then mm-hmm. you see Will Smith in them and you're like, that's a bizarre outfit. And then you see the real footage and you're like, Oh, Richard Williams wore that exact outfit. That's it's he wore his bright, uh, hot pink shirt over his like a little bit darker pink shorts. And I was yeah. like, man, this is like, this is just great. And like, they have like the whole, like, uh, uh, cart, like, uh, Grocery cart like of tennis, tennis balls, balls and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anything else I missed? It's, I, I mean, it's the story of Richard Williams. He's a pretty famous guy. If you, if you followed, even just sports. I mean, he was a huge figure. So, um, well then, let's move into uh, our five favorite sports movies. Um, I actually made ten. So if you well, like, I didn't. So. Well, I can run through ten through six real quick. Okay. If you'd like me to. That's fine. 
Um, my number ten, I put in King Richard because I just oh, it's going to really? be uh, maybe because there's a lot of just not good sports movies, uh, as we'll learn. There's number also 10, a lot I, of really good ones. So. Yeah, no, don't worry. There's a lot. Uh, number ten, I have King Richard. Number nine, Remember the Titans. Number eight, I have Caddyshack. Okay. Number seven, I have Rocky, which I, in my opinion, is the best sports movie. No, I but you, I have I have six that I like one. a little bit more. Six, I have Moneyball. <sighs> yep. Max, I'm sorry. Yep, sorry, buddy. I think but, someone will be making up for that. So. <laughs> no, I figured. I just have five that I. It got to a point where if you were to give me all ten of these movies like the disc and i would say which one do i want to watch first or like which one would i yeah how would i watch them in order like i chose that these five because mm-hmm. i would yeah rewatchability and like i don't know i just enjoy i just enjoy the movie so um we'll start with you what's your number five all right my number five is major league nice good choice good great choice i yeah. i mean i i don't know about you but I think the vast majority of the great sports movies are baseball movies. Um, I um, have once baseball movie. Okay, well, there'll be a lot so, of baseball on here. That, no, uh, that's fine. I think it just works the best for telling like a cinematic story. I agree. Um, and I just don't think there's a lot of great football or basketball movies. But I don't know. Major League is like oh, no. a great... Football is the hardest sport to do. Yeah. As we'll see from the new Kurt Warner movie that is about to come out that looks awful yeah but major so, league's great it's hilarious or the Charlie blind Sheen. side yep. corbin bernson's in the movie it's always he is yep as a young guy mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird he's like the shortstop or whatever with their baseman um i don't know i just remember the pitcher the starting pitcher looked 65 years old mm-hmm. he had gray hair and you're like yeah he's the grizzled vet but like my man should be it's like, like the guy in rookie team. of the year yes yes exactly that's somebody famous though isn't it probably I think it is. So, yeah. Uh, Major League, we might see that coming up. <laughs> uh, my number five, I have Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay. Uh, as you'll see with mine, I might have taken a little bit. Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler is probably my top two favorite actors of all time. It's just, it, like, I always picture watching Happy Gilmore, like, around this time of the year, honestly. Like, it's a good fall movie to watch, like, with your family. And it's just... It's just so quotable. I mean, dude, you got, you have a, what's his name too? From Carl Weathers in it as oh, well as a dude. Always great seeing Carl Weathers. With his wooden hand. You have, I mean, Happy Gilmore, like all these things, the most famous thing, you could say Rocky, like with the uh, Museum of Art steps, but the Happy Gilmore swing is the most iconic thing in sports movies. I, I would say. I have something that might challenge that. I'll, we'll okay. get to it. Okay. So then, uh, yeah, Happy Gilmore, my number five. You're number four. Uh, in a similar vein as the last two, it's another comedic movie. I want a semi-pro. That's my number four as well. Nice. I love yep. semi-pro. It's I, so funny. <laughs> it surprises me. Like if I were to like look up this movie, it's not reviewed well, but I love this movie. It's great. Oh, it's yeah, it's that era of Will Ferrell where you're like. None of them were really reviewed well, but you're like, this is without a doubt a very funny movie. It's hilarious. It has a stellar cast as yeah. well. Like outside of Will Ferrell, you have Woody Harrelson, Andre 3000 is Andre in it. He's great in this. Uh, you have, um, oh, what's the dude from 
hot tub time machine as well. Um, as uh, <laughs> the du- like the brother of Woody Harrelson. Oh, like, I know who you're talking ex-girlfriend. about. Ex girlfriend. What's his name? Oh, oh Brian, he's like a really uh, big fan Cordry. of Monix. Cordry. What's his first name? Ron Cordry. Yeah. Yeah, he was a big fan of Monix on the Celtics. Yeah. This is just, and then you have the whole scene <laughs> where someone calls uh, Tim Meadows a jive turkey. And then they, and the shoots the ball and it just goes all the way around. And then it hits Tim Meadows in his cast. <laughs> and he just starts bleeding. Oh, and then you have, you have the, uh, ever been punched in the jejunum before? Yeah. Because Will Ferrell's never thrown up. Yeah, I'm going through the cast right now, and there's people I forgot who were in it, like uh, Will Arnett and he's in the Jack um, Turkey scene, yeah, and Andy Richter are the announcers. Yep. Uh, Matt Walsh is the he's the ref. ref. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he told me to s his c, <laughs> <laughs> and they just like call he just calls the game because of it. Yeah, Andy Daly's uh, in it, always yep. great. Yep, he's in the Jack Turkey scene. I love him. It's it's Jason Sudeikis is in it. He is. He's the fan. He's like a fan of the team. Okay. Sure. The uh, the, and like even before I thought of like doing this idea, I quoted semi pro or like did a line where, uh, the guy he makes the half court shot and Will Ferrell goes, "You've won this really big check that says ten thousand dollars," <laughs> or even like uh, <laughs> the Tropic score hundred points, free corn dogs for everyone. The guy makes the shot. He goes, "What? What's so wrong?" He goes. We don't even have corn dogs. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any corn dogs. <laughs> it's just such a it's such a move. I'm going rover, Monix. <laughs> oh, that's the best. What are you doing, Jackie Moon? No, don't go rover. <laughs> going rover. Yeah. yeah. The way he shoots free throws. Yeah. Kisses kisses the ball underhands. Oh, it's so great. So the bear scene. Yeah. Just Women and children great. first. <laughs> yeah. It's great. So there's there's my number four as well. I uh, we'll do your number three. Since All right. It's my number four as well. So this is what I was thinking when I was talking about iconic sports scenes. I went with the natural. Um, Are you and the... Him, the, yeah, hitting him hitting the home run into the lights is. I mean, I don't know if that could beat the Happy Gilmore swing that. I think it does. Mm, I don't know. I feel like if something's been parried by The Simpsons, it's it counts. I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I love this movie. It's just like. This old school baseball, it's like the whole mythology of it. I don't know. I just love the whole thing. It's just, it makes me feel good. It's a dad movie, like dude. It's such a dad movie. Yeah, you got this, Bull Durham, uh, Field of Dreams. They all are in the same boat for me. Yeah. Where I, Again, like I think we could say like The Natural is one of our dad's favorite movies, and it's probably his favorite sports movie. So I just put that all together. I, it's just – I don't know. It's not for me because it's – it gets on that side where it's a dad sports movie where it gets a little boring. You know I what I'm saying? That. Whereas the movies that I chose, I don't think are boring at all. So, and that, I'm, so, I mean, I don't deny it's, I mean, it's Robert Redford. Like he's not going to choose a bad movie. Like the guy just knows what he's doing. Yeah. He, he was just in, played, It's great. He's in the best uh, Captain America movie. It's your opinion. Granted, they're both really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just like Civil War more. He's really good in it too. He is good in it. Yeah, I forgot and what he's his in name Endgame. Is. Alexander Pierce. Is he in? It? Oh yeah, for that one scene. Yeah. yeah, last movie he'll ever be in. That's a great. It's a great one to have. 
So him and Matthew Barry from ESPN, last mm-hmm. movie they'll ever be in. Hopefully, you don't... <laughs> <laughs> unless Matt Barry shows up again, I will be very confused. Um, the next big villain in Marvel. <laughs> move over, Kang. Here comes Matthew Barry, fantasy football expert. <laughs> um, my number three. You've already said I have Major League. It's it's the fu- it's the best baseball movie, in my opinion. Um, it's so funny. It's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's for all the reasons you said. It's it, dude, it's major league. Everyone's seen this movie. It's, I mean, it made the in, the Cleveland Indians famous. So, it's hard to do because they're such a bad franchise. Yeah. What <laughs> year did can't... Major League come out? Early nineties. So they were Maybe? really good, like right after this. I was. Can I go on a tangent about the Indians? I was. I think it was like the nineteen ninety five Indians. Go for um, it. And I think it might be one of the best lineups in baseball history. Oh, no, I was dead wrong. It's 1989. Okay. 95 Indians included uh, Omar Vizquel, Jim Tomei, Albert Bell, Kenny Lofton, Manny Ramirez, and Eddie Murray. That's pretty solid. How do you top that? I don't know. They didn't have really uh, Willie Mays Hayes played by Wesley Snipes that I that <laughs> you forget about. The fact that Wesley Snipes is in this movie, that's... Yeah. And Major League Two is, um, it's not as good. No. But I okay. still think it's fine. Like... They recast Wesley Snipes, yeah. but as Omar Epps. Um, he kind of d- does look like Wesley Snipes, I guess. There's a Johnny woman named Allison Duty. Her last name is Duty. Nice. Oh, do you remember... <laughs> The guy who calls the announcer of the Indians, do you know who it is? Yeah, it's uh, Bob Uecker. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Of course. That. How do you not know that? I totally forgot. I don't know. I, I don't know why I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah Bob Uecker's great. He's so good in the movie. I Like, I forgot about that until you said it. But he's so good. Oh, Bob yeah, Uecker's great. Rene uh, Russo in the movie as well. I love Rene Russo. She's great. Oh, dude. And Pedro Serrano. Dude, it's Dennis Haysbert. <laughs> Who? The uh, Allstate guy. Oh, it's in yep, your hands. It yeah, yes, it is. I yeah. totally forgot. Looking at this cast again, I'm just like, damn. What, what is it in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, we're gonna break into the FBI. <laughs> no, we're gonna break into the FBI. <laughs> Let's break into the FBI. <laughs> so good. Love Dennis Haysbert. What a voice. Um, yeah. yeah, there's my major league number three. Uh, two for you. In a very, like you said, The Natural is a dad movie. I think this might be the most dad movie. It's Field of Dreams. Yep. I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah, go for it. I mean, again, it's just like this old school baseball thing that I kind of like really love. Um, and everyone's really good in it. You get um, Kevin Costner, James Earl Jones, Ray Liotta. It's yep. just, it feels good. I mean, the whole scene where they're playing catch and everything. Um, I do mean. You, and this is the thing is, do you want to have a catch? No, it's not. Do you want to play catch? Yeah. You know. It's not have a catch. It's weird, but the movie's good. I don't care. It is a good movie. I'm not, I'm not denying that. And I, the Field of Dreams game was great this it year. It was great. Best game of the year. You can't, I mean, everyone's going to, yeah, you can't deny it. It was the best game of the year. Yeah, until the Cubs and Reds top it. Oh, God, I keep forgetting. You guys have it next year. It should just be White Sox-Yankees every year. 
because that's um, that's the teams disagree. in Field of Dreams. <laughs> like yeah. obviously yeah, it focuses like more on Shoeless Joe and the White Sox, but like I almost had in my honorable mentions, I almost had eight men out. No, that was personal bias. It's a solid movie. Um and obviously it's about the White Sox. So I mean obviously I've seen it. So it, it, I mean it's based off the book and not like obviously because the book is called Eight Men Out. It's a good movie. I I think you'd like it since you like the natural and feel the dreams. It's I just, just a, like it's just a dad uh, baseball movie. Old school baseball just like speaks to me in movies. Yeah, and just not too much as me because I I just I said this during the feel the dreams game. Kevin Costner just doesn't do it for me. And like I know that You're he's not a, a good big Waterworld actor. fan. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> I just I just like I see Kevin Costner is in a movie and I'm like oh, I'm not seeing that. I don't care. No, I get that. Yeah. I think he's polarizing in that way. Where I'm like, oh, Kevin Costner's in the movie. I don't think he's really it's polarizing. Be, it's going to be boring. That's there we go. I get because I saw Draft Day. Have you seen Draft Day? I've never seen it. Sucks. I've heard not great things about it. It sucks so much. That should be uh, when it comes Again, to the worst sports movie. Draft Day. Football movies just don't really work. I don't. No, they don't. It's something about the pace of the game and everything. When you want like a good like dramatic thing, baseball works. And it's 100. sad that maybe the best football movie is The Blind Side, which is a super overrated movie anyway. Yeah. And like, it's okay. That movie was nominated for Best Picture. Did you know that? Um, this like religious football movie, yeah. <laughs> which if the Kurt Warner movie is more like Blind Side, where it's very clear that like there's religion, religious undertones oh, yeah. in that movie. Oh, here, I know. And it doesn't movie. like smack you in the face. Yeah, what? Moody. I don't care for Rudy. Okay. Weird. I mean, like, it's a good movie. Oh, Brian Song. There we go. That's the best football movie. Which which one goes to my own? (laughs) I care more about the Bears than I do Notre Dame, I guess. (laughs) So, Brian Song will make you cry anytime. I don't care who you are. You're going to cry watching that movie. The Water Boy. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn it. I don't know why I totally forgot about that movie after going on about Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Damn it. All right. My number 10 is Doug King Richard. It's the water boy. Okay. I'm going to write it down. Just so I don't forget. All right. Um, my number two, right? We just did number two for you? Yes. Um, it's in the same vein as some other movies. I have Talladega Nights. Oh, I thought about it. So it good. is the most underrated Will Ferrell movie. Uh, and it has maybe the funniest Amazing. scene in any Will Ferrell movie where he is in the <laughs> he's in rehab <laughs> he's in his wheelchair and uh, Michael Clark Duncan and John C. Ryder are like you can walk Ricky like you're not paralyzed and he's like looking at me he goes you dare say that to me <laughs> and then like he's like I hope you have ki- I hope you have sons <laughs> he's like and I hope beautiful articulate sons and I hope they get their legs taken away from you, uh, from them. And then obviously the, the famous line of "Don't you take, don't you say that." To me. It's just don't so you great. put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. So good. Then he stabs himself in the leg. <laughs> he stabs himself in the leg with the knife. Yep, dude. Just Talladega Nights is so fun. Mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Sasha Cohen, Cohen is nice. incredible as Jean Luc yeah. Gerard. <laughs> it's so funny. And you got Amy Adams is in the movie for some reason. You're like, this is a bizarre movie for her to be in, but. <laughs> She's just all about it. Um, the woman that plays 
that gets married to both Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, I think is incredibly funny in this movie too. I forgot what the woman's name is, but the fact that like R- Ricky Bobby gets in one car fun. accident and then she's like, you know what? I'm going to go marry his best friend <laughs> because yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a racer wife. <laughs> I think is what she Oh, said. is it Molly Shannon? No. no. Is it Leslie Bibb? Yes. Leslie Bibb. Okay. She's great. Um, Molly Shannon. For the kiss. Oh, she plays the owner's wife. Oh, that's right. That's she right. loves uh, going to races because of the the vibrations in the seats. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. because of yeah. Molly Shannon's great and everything. <laughs> she is great. Um, and then you have, dude. It's just oh man, I just love the movie so much. It's so funny. Uh, Jane Lynch as uh, Ricky Bobby's mom. Um, you have the kids. I'll come at you like a spider monkey. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. It's so great. <laughs> One of the all-time scenes where he's like, oh, I picture my Jesus yeah. in a t- tuxedo t-shirt. Jesus was a grown man. <laughs> he had a beard. I like the baby version best, Chip. So good. Such a funny movie. Oh, You could argue that the other guys might be Will Ferrell's most underrated movie. That and, that and Talladega Nights, I think, are definitely. I mean, it made just the name Ricky Bobby so famous. Like, even as a kid, like, that was a really, like, you call anybody, like, or you say I'm Ricky Bobby, and you're like, oh, okay. I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? No. Oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to articulate this any better, but I don't know. You also had, if you're not first, you're last. Doesn't make any sense at all. You could be second, yeah. third, fourth. Hell, you could even be fifth. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, you're number one. I think I know what it is. Uh, you're welcome, Max. It's Moneyball. It's yeah. a near perfect movie. Oh, okay. It's so good. I could watch this any day of the week. Just yeah. any time. It's so good. Um it doesn't give enough credit to the amazing pitching staff of that. Of uh, no, or that they or the, the MVP. MVP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so good. Um Brad Pitt's really good. Um, what do you, do I don't you know. think? He, We've talked about this movie a lot, so I would say he rivals. Do you think it's the best performance in a sports movie? Is Brad Pitt, or do you think it it might be Will Smith right now? I would give it to Brad Pitt. You think so? It's yeah. them too, definitely. Uh, well, no, Robert De Niro and Raging Bull. That's really good. Or just Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester yeah. Stallone maybe just off of like franchise, and he had the whole thing. Although, did he win for Rocky? Um, I believe he did. I could be wrong. I think it won something. I would guess so. I don't know. It won Best Picture. Yep. Don't think he won. Um, No, he was nominated. It won Best Picture and Best Director. John G. Avildsen. And then Sylvester Stallone obviously went to direct the next few um yeah so i mean brad pitt is incredible in that movie i just wish they talked about miguel tejada or barry zito at all yeah <laughs> or was it tim hudson as well tim hudson and mark yeah. Mulder. yeah they just don't talk about the good players they have no. just talk about the shitty but brad pitt's great in it his daughter's yeah. super good uh how can you not be romantic about baseball it's like no. the best line yeah or there are, there are rich teams then there are poor teams and there's 50 feet of crap and then there's us yeah that's 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 the line I always remember. But obviously romantic about baseball as well. Um, I was about to say something. Uh, 
what's the guy that that died? He played the manager. Um, Philip Seymourhoffen. Yeah, he's really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you have all this Jonah Hill. I mean, probably. Yes. Oh, yeah, I don't know how we didn't say him first. Thank God, it's me, Jonah Hill from Moneyball. <laughs> Not a sports movie, but a great nope. line, Matt. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. I wish he said that in 21 Jump Street, too. Wouldn't that have been funny? I know it's not actually He's not Jonah playing Hill, Jonah Hill in that movie. I know, but it's so funny. Because he's praying in that movie. He prays to Korean Jesus. So, um, then you have all the scenes of him, like, trading, like, these soon-to-be famous players. Like, he traded Carlos Pena. Mm-hmm. Love Who that. Wouldn't be famous for, like, another, like, five, six years. No, but still, when you see, well, like, anyone like us that, like, knows baseball really well, you're like, you just traded away Carlos Pena. That was stupid. <laughs> like, he's going to go on to hit, like, 45 home runs for, like, yeah. four years in a row. He'll be a one-time All-Star. Is he really only one? I think so. I think Dude, he was, he was that so one year good. in Tampa Bay. He was so good from, like, the mid to late 2000s. Again, my sweet spot. But I, lo- I loved I loved Carlos Pena and all that. So. Yeah, um, one-time All-Star. Dang. That sucks. I got nine. Who else was he? Who was winning it? AL first baseman. Yeah. Uh, Mark Teixeira. Yeah, I mean, um, let me see. Who would start Paul the game the next year? AL first baseman. There's just too many, and then there just wasn't at all. Like now, outside of like. Vlad Abreu, uh, there was uh, Carlos uh, Santana for a couple years. That's great. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, he didn't even start, but yeah, Euclid to share. Oh, Adrian Gonzalez started an All Star game. Dave oh, started a couple years. Yeah, so it kind, it kind of uh, well, he started two All Star games at first base. Fair. And they had Euclid who played better first base, but oh well. Um, well then we'll just we'll finish with my number one. Um, very similar to my number, I think it was seven. I have Creed. I, I absolutely love. What's that? I said I thought that's what you'd have. Yeah, I love Creed so much. Uh, you have arguably the best choreography in boxing. Uh in this movie and Michael B. Jordan, who I personally am in love with. <laughs> I think he's the most attractive man in the world. Um, him and Charlie Hunnam. It's those two, but oh. yeah. Uh, after watching the gentleman, it's gotta be Michael B. Jordan is so good as Adonis Creed. And then you have Sylvester Stallone who, again, I'm pretty sure was nominated in uh, playing Rocky again. It's just, this movie is just so cool. Like, and you don't have to watch Rocky to have, uh, to appreciate Creed. Uh, and even Creed 2 is really good as well. It's the... I can just get behind the sh- like the, the amount of like ferocity that each punch brings. Especially in the... Uh, I think it's the first boxing scene that we see in the movie. Don't know. I haven't uh, seen the movie. It's, it's, one, it's one cut. It's one take. Yeah, that sounds cool. It's, it's incredible how it... Uh, it's done like that. And then at the end of the movie, you have um, like, he doesn't want to say that he's Apollo Creed's son um, until the end where like, that's how they sell the fight. And he's like wearing the, uh, 
American, sh- like the red, white, and blue shorts uh, that Apollo wore in Rocky and Rocky Two, and it says like Creed on his like on his waist. It, it's just, and uh, you have the Rocky theme playing uh, in during the fight. It's just, it like it hits all the nostalgia points for fans of Rocky while still telling an incredible story. Where I think Matt, you would you would love Creed. Like it's just so cool. Like you have the whole like he take he uh he calls Rocky Unk like he's like he's his uncle and all that and like they make the name Adonis so Philly where they call they just call him Donnie and I love it. It's just I I love I love Creed so much where I didn't know I'd like it, um, and then I watched it and I was like fuck this is incredible. Like at one point I was like this is the best sports movie. And I rewatched Rocky again. I'm like, no, never mind. It's Rocky. <laughs> Rocky is that good. <laughs> it's just, it, it's it, like, that's how good Creed is where you're like, is this the best? <laughs> is this better than Rocky? Nah. Is it though? <laughs> so, and, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is just, he, him, like John Berthold, he's just good in everything. Yeah, it's fantastic four, but that I'm just taking that away as a train wreck anyway. And that was never supposed to be good. But Michael B. Jordan and everything else. It's awesome. Tessa Thompson is great in the movie. It's just a lot of fun. Um, the guy who played... Oh, no. He, no, that was that was Creed 2. I was going to say, the guy who played uh, the son of Ivan Drago uh, was in Shang-Chi. Yeah, so, Razor Fist or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. His, he just had, like... What was his power? He just had, like, he had a like sword a, hand a or sword something. hand, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, there's uh, there's our top five. Um, I don't know how long this episode's going to run for because we've had technical difficulties. I'll try to edit it around it. But uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before? Um, I know you have to get ready to go to work soon. So, no, nah, uh, Arizona Fall League wrapped up, and uh, I'm happy with the Cubs results. Um, we had the MVP of the fall league and uh in the championship game we had a prospect pitch six perfect innings so future's looking good in the north side yeah well and the south side as well so no one cares (laughs) thanks nobody cares yeah thanks whatever when we play in the world series next year matt (laughs) right yeah hey you you don't believe in your in your team well i know we're not going to be in the world series there that's no attitude right there that's a loser's attitude. Yes. I never had that attitude as uh, when we sunk. I was like, yeah, why not our year? Why not? Like, we can all pull it together. But, but see, I, also, I know what a winning baseball team looks like. You never did. No, but that's also just me. I'm just way too optimistic about all my teams. Like, no matter what. It's to a fault. Like, yeah. I thought the Bears could go 500, and now they might not win a game after today. So, I don't know. Yeah, we still don't know who our head coach is going to be, but we won't we won't talk about that until it's official. So we'll who we'll knows? talk next week about that yep. if we have a new uh, head coach or not. But I don't know. Do you have like a who are, who are your candidates for the Bears job then? Because I've already said my. Well, I think you've talked or, about it. Like, um, yeah, I'm writing an article about it right now where I mentioned four. But see, I see, like Brian Dable scares me because if you look at like all of his offenses. Before, like, these last two years, they haven't been good, like, at all. They've been really bad. Yeah, but you could also uh, argue that with Kevin Stefanski. Like, 
the Vikings offense was never like great, but like no. I would consider him a pretty solid head coach. Um, just the Browns um, are just the Browns. Like that's just how they are. Kellen Moore, young guy. I think there's people that think that he's not leaving Dallas. Think he's gonna be the next Cowboys head yeah, coach? Yeah. Like I mean, I said that last year. So like Jerry's in love with him, and yep. he's been in Dallas for a long while now. Well, he was drafted to the yeah. Cowboys, and then just went straight from uh, being the third string quarterback yeah. to quarterback coach to OC. So yeah, like I mean, I'm I think I'm probably gonna post this today. My uh, article on ultimatesportsnetwork.com. Uh, go to my Twitter for all that if you want to subscribe and all that. Um, I said, I, I think I said the three offensive guys that I would want are Brian Dable, Kellen Moore, and Byron Leftwich. I think I would lean towards Leftwich the most. Um, he would be my personal pick. Yeah, and then I if think they that... are going to go defense, the only name I would accept is Todd Bowles. Um, I want Todd Bowles. No, but I, I just tried a to cover all. Jets head coach? Grant, it's the Jets. He had a horrible team. That, he would yeah, be the only name that I would be like, okay, I can get behind Todd Bowles. Um, um, and then uh, to get another one, I would take Chris Tabor, the special teams. Like, I wouldn't be upset about it. Like, obviously, it'd be like the number five out of my five names. But, you know, I just, I wanted to cover all the, the like, if they are going to go defense, I'll take Todd Bowles. If they're going to go special teams, I'd prefer them to have uh, Chris Tabor or, like, uh, I don't know, Baltimore special teams coaches always end up being head coaches. So, so uh, I don't know. Special team coaches a lot of times work, unless your name is Joe Judge, which I just think yeah. you're an idiot. So, also, after last night's game, I'm ready to say this out loud that Saquon Barkley is the most underrated player in the NFL. Did he have a good game? No, he rushed for, like, 25 yards. I want to say he um, has not reached his most rushing yards this season. 52. That's not are good. You say, wait, did you say he's overrated? Yeah. The guy's barely played the last two years. I know. I'm going to say it right now and I'll die on this hill. Not he's really, constantly but... injured. I feel yeah. bad well, for the guy at this point. He had six carries for 25 yards. He, <laughs> and then had six catches for 31 yards. So he had a total of 56 yards. Which everyone thought he'd be like a a hundred yard like rusher, and he was guy. before he got injured last year. He was really good. I don't know. I'll say it right now. Maybe because I just I just hate the Giants. I think everyone on the Giants is overrated. You know, Daniel Who's Jones stinks. Good on the, no one thinks anyone on the Giants is good. A lot of people think Daniel Jones can still be good. I don't. There's a think lot of so. people. Yes, there are. I don't think so. I mean, smart people don't think so because they're watching him and you're like, this guy stinks. I think a, lot of, a lot of people realize that Jan- Daniel Jones isn't a good quarterback. I think just the, everything on the Giants is just awful to watch. I don't think there's a good player on the Giants. They, I wish I knew people on the Giants. Exactly. <laughs> Kadarius Tony, he had a hell of a throw yesterday. Did you see that? No. <laughs> he, he like, why would I watch like that sweep. game? I saw it on Twitter this morning. That's why. Um, he just threw it like 50 yards downfield, and uh, it was like pass interference. But everyone's like, Kadarius Tony deserves like an award for the amount of effort he put into this throw. Like he like cocked it back. Like it looked like a quarterback was going to try and throw this ball like 90 yards. Kadarius Tony just did it just to throw 50, and it was so funny to look at like the amount of effort he put in. I thought it was funny. So um, I can't name anybody. Is Golden Tate still on the team? No. Oh, okay. Uh, they do have. Um... The Lions receive Kenny Galladay. Oh, yeah. Is Jabril Pepper still on the team? He's good. 
Um, who's their tight? Kyle Rudolph? He's not good anymore. <laughs> We're working through this. Do they have someone on defense outside of Jabril Peppers? James Bradbury? Corner? I think he's hurt. They used to have snacks, and then he retired. Um, Mike Lennon's their backup quarterback. They have Sterling Shepard. I always thought um, he'd be kind of John good. Ross is on the team. Ooh. Oh, no, never mind. That's the other two. They do uh, have Evan Engram and Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I think Evan Engram is kind of Nate Solders on the team. I don't know who that is. He's the, their right tackle. Oh, is that the... Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think he's been good since he left Dallas. But, oh, well. So, uh, there's episode 32. Only episode this week again. Um, hopefully, we'll have a full cast next week. What's the cast? Why not? We'll all be back. At least Matt and I will be back. We'll be back next week. And uh, we'll... Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Matt, you go on sabbatical after this. Could be dead, but next week. It's true. According to uh, Sean McVay? No, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Could yeah. all be dead. Who we knows? Could all be dead next the week. The earth could be destroyed next yep. week. That's true. I'm so. not making any promises. I'll do it. I'll, I'll say we'll be back next week. Okay. I'll be the brave soul to say it. Not me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Can't say that. Can't guarantee anything in life. That's fair. All right. We'll, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. How, how are you doing? You know, it's okay. Just living life. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with – so Matthew and I – we're not going to do sports this. We're not going to talk the NFL this week because Matthew and I on Sunday were out of town. We were in Chicago during every single <laughs> NFL didn't game. Didn't watch basically any football. Yep, didn't watch a second of it. We were uh, in Chicago. We were at the uh, the office experience, some like pop up shop, and where they had like a bunch of uh, fun like uh, props and stuff, and like uh, they redid sets, like they remade the actual office. Uh, in a mall? Is that where we were? No, it wasn't a mall. It was I don't know so, what it was. I don't know where we were. <laughs> so Some kind of building. Yeah. Um, I thought it was super cool. Uh, we got a lot of photos. Um, what, was your, what was your favorite thing that we saw? I got to pull up all the photos just so I remember My what's favorite there. thing that I saw? I don't know. The gift shop was pretty cool. They had a lot the of ge- good stuff. Yeah. Um, I liked seeing like the actual... like wardrobe like michael's suit hit yeah. uh, dwight's mustard yellow shirt um we saw the actual uh prison mike bandana that was cool the actual like stapler and jello it was it was yeah, a I lot of I, was that the actual one because like they said all the stuff in the like glass shelf or whatever uh, how do you that like, was it was all taken jello from for like 15 years I don't know. They said it was all taken from the NBC Universal set. I don't know. I believe all the other stuff. I just doubt the Jello Jell-O. one is. I don't know. It'd be weird to keep that there. Then weird to keep old Jello. Yeah, they had four Dundies. So they had Michael's 2011 Dundee for World's Best Boss, uh, Jim's Best Dad, Meredith's Best Mom, and then Andy's Doobie Doobie Pothead Stoner of the Year Dundee. Which that was great to see. Um, we saw Michael's Halloween costume, where it was just another. Ver- it was Michael, yeah. um, 
was a paper mache on his uh, shoulder, yeah. another head. Um, let's see, we did took a photo like we were playing Flonkerton. Uh, I was holding a thing of spilled chili. I really enjoyed <laughs> that. Yeah. That and then obviously, I think my favorite photo was me sitting in front of the whiteboard that said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, and then me doing the pose next to it. I love that. That was that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's just fun to just like, because everyone that went there knew the office. That was fun to just like experience all that. And it's just, because I haven't watched a show in a while. Yeah, they stole it from us, Peacock. Well, we have Peacock, man. Yeah, but do we though? Yeah. Does anyone <laughs> use Peacock? We did for the longer episodes of The Office. That was probably the last time oh, I watched yeah, the show. Probably. Which was great. I mean, because every episode was like 10 minutes longer, damn near. So that was yeah. cool to see. And I mean, we've probably seen the show like eight to 10 times, mm-hmm. damn near. So you get a little worn out. And I think that's just what happened. What's happened with The Office, especially with all of us, where we'd rather rewatch like Arrest Development or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Something or... that's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Or a better, just any good streaming service. Do you I'm think Peacock, Peacock is the worst? I think Paramount Plus is the worst streaming service. The worst, um, like it's probably. It, I have had a lot of difficulty because we both use Paramount Plus for one thing and one thing only. You use it for Star Trek, and I use it for Survivor. And I don't know if this happens to you, where it will. Uh, <laughs> this happens a lot in Survivor, where it'll just continue to talk. Like you'll hear the audio. Yeah. And then everyone will freeze and then they'll play catch up and they'll like redo the audio again. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. But at least we use the, those that streaming service. I don't use Peacock at all. Yeah. I think the only thing people use Peacock for is the office. And I think parks and rec, right? Beats me. Never been on it. Yes. You have been on it. We have it on our TV. Exactly. Never been on it on like my phone or anything. Um, I never oh, just go, I'm going to browse Peacock, see what's on uh, there. Psych. Yeah, we psych watched Psych. Peacock. I forgot that was there. Yeah. Psych 3, This Is Gus. It's great. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's our quick little rundown. Better than the second one, but not as good as the first. You agree? Yes. Okay. <laughs> quick review of Psych 3, This Is Gus. Um, okay. Uh, I wanted to start with, a, well, we can start with that, but I had a little bit more on some video game talk because I am still knee deep into Red Dead Redemption 2. You're being a rootin' tootin' cowboy? I am. I am the most rootin'est tootin'est shooter west of the Mississippi or wherever I am. Where am I, Texas? You know, fictional lands. Yeah, but they say, like, Texas in the the game. No, no. Don't don't. they? Because Texas is not a state in the game. Oh, no, no. You know what? It's New Austin. That's what they are talking about. And then, like, Lemoyne is Louisiana and stuff. Oh, that's fair. It is the bayou. Yeah, it's um, very clearly, like, Sandinese, New Orleans and everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't – I guess I never really thought about it like that. So I have a little story that I want to talk about uh, because you saw that I was doing it last night. I was trying to get the White, White Arabian, Arabian horse. Legendary which is horse. the best horse, horse in the game. Yep. So took me about – 20 minutes to get on it. I was struggling heavily. And then I finally 
I finally got it. And as soon as I like start to ride away, two wolves come in. Oh no. And the horse freaks Does out. Does it buck you off? No. Oh, okay. Uh he's like so he's freaking out, so you can't really control him. Yeah. And he runs into a rock. I fall off the rock. Oh, or I fall off the horse. The I died. You. I died. And I have no idea where the horse is now. Uh, you can just look it up on a map. It respawns. Oh, I know. I went back and then I looked for another half hour. Gotcha. Never found the horse. So I might look again today. But man, that was really annoying. To like go for that. 20 minutes, finally get it. And within 30 seconds, I die. And then there's no horse. <laughs> so, and what's the most difficult, or the most annoying thing is that in chapter four, where I am, you are constantly in Sandini and you are mm-hmm. on the complete opposite side of the map. See, when you're in and chapter it, three is when you should be doing like all this stuff across the map. Yeah, I wish um, I knew that. Because that's when you're like kind of in like a central location. But then like the rest of the game, you're going to be on like the east side of the map. Yeah, and it takes real life minutes like, how long do you think it takes to get from San Denis to where the White Arabian is? Well, that's, like, completely the most, like, northwestern part of the map. So Yeah, and I'm in the southeast It's probably, side like, uh, 20 or so minutes. Yeah. Real life, uh, 20 minutes. You can't fast travel. There. No, because there's no fast travel over there. You can if you set well, up, I mean, a, like, a tent or, like, can, a camp. You can also if you're at your... Um, you guys' base or whatever. Your camp. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I'm just I'm just not looking forward to <laughs> 20 minutes of me just riding a horse across the entire map. This is the, the that's the biggest problem with Red Dead 2 compared to like GTA 5 is like Max said there's no flying cars in Red yeah, Dead 2 so you some, can't just fly across the map. There's something just riding a horse in that game that I just love. It's so peaceful and everything, and I can just kind of go off and hunt whatever if I see like a an animal I am not or a something. At all, oh, so. That's my favorite part of the game. I mean, I'm just really enjoying shooting everybody. It's really I've... I prefer to be the worst person. Oh, see, I can't do that. I'm. Oh, it's so much fun. I will like do something like all those like uh, stranger things, or not like the stranger things, but uh. Like when you're just riding and a white dot appears. Yeah. And they're like, oh, help me. I'll help them. And then if they like offer me money, I'll be like, yes. And then I kill them and I take more money that they had. I do that for every single person. person. Oh, I'm horrible. But, and then like the game keeps making me do good things. So like I I look better than I am. But I have a bounty in like every other town in the, in the game. So I just, uh, I just don't want to pay them. So I just keep getting worse and worse. Like I think. The cheapest bounty is probably like $130 on me. Jeez, Alex. Yeah. I, currently, San Denis, I think I have like 160 bucks on uh, me. The other day, I just like made like a quick save, and then I just went like on a massacre, and I got like a $1,000 bounty. Wow. Where? Uh, I just went into like um, like Valentine or something like that and just killed okay. every single person I saw. Yeah, Valentine's not very big, so I guess that's fair. Yeah, and then like the cops and stuff come after you, and you just just post up and yeah kill all of them it's difficult in san Denis because it's so big and mm-hmm. then like there's just so many people so um how much more until do you think i beat the game like how much longer do i got like you know what mission i'm at quite a little bit 
because I probably put in like 20 hours, 15 hours maybe. Yeah. You still haven't been to the Caribbean. I didn't know I'd go to the Caribbean. Yep. Wonderful. Is it uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the Caribbean, like all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, you meet Johnny Depp. No, I'm saying like, does it like look it? I mean, it looks like a Caribbean island if that's what you want. You're like that's off. Fair. You're like on a small island off of Cuba. That's cool. I didn't know that was even in the game. Am I there for a while? Not really. No. Can I go back to it after the game ends? Nope. Aw, lame. Worst game of the year of the tw- of three years ago. Um, to a newer game, uh, I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, the new and game I that just not. came out. Yeah, so this is where I wish Kyle was on because he's also been playing it. I'm having a lot of fun. I think it's a solid game so far. I have, I like the gameplay, and I also don't like the gameplay at the same exact time. So you yeah, are stuck playing as Star Lord, and he has his two like little like pistol, space gun things, and essentially, there's no like, block, I guess, uh, when you're fighting, you can no only like dive anymore. out of the way. No, and um, so. I'm just constantly running and shooting. Like, there's no, like, I get behind a wall and then I, like, shoot. Like, Red Dead, essentially. No cover. I No cover at all. Ever. Mm. And I'm just constantly running and shooting. So, like, I'm always shooting, like, behind my back. Like, I'm running away like a coward and just shooting at some... Very Star-Lord of you. Alien. Yeah, it is. And that's, like, where, like, it feels... Like, the gameplay feels fun. It's just... Like, it seems so bare bones, and I get it. Like, I'm only on, like, chapter, like, five of, I think, like, 20-something, maybe? Or 30-something? How many chapters? Oh, hit the wrong thing. Chapters. There are uh, 17 chapters, and it takes about 15 to 20 hours. So I think I'm on chapter five. Um... I want to say. I have no idea who the big bad guy is in this game. Um, uh, mainly do you because mean you haven't met them or you don't recognize them? I could have met the person. I met like a big person. Like, I think her name was like Hellbender or something like that. Um, I don't know Marvel at all, so this is not as helpful. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. oh, it's some okay. woman. This is the main villain's uh, the character that We'll be seeing in Marvel soon. Is it Kang? No. Oh. Well, then that's don't you don't have to tell me. Um. And here, here's one thing that I didn't think they'd actually talk about. They have said a couple times that Drax has killed Thanos. Really? Yeah. Uh, because when you meet this woman that I just met, because we were going to sell Rocket to her, which I screwed up. I should have sold Groot. Um, she like looks at Drax and was like, oh my goodness, like you're the slayer of Thanos or whatever. And then Drax is like, he leans over to Star-Lord and he goes, I think she's flirting with me. And I'm like, yeah, keep going, dude. Um, I like that I can like make decisions though. So like there was one point where uh, it's this big gap and nobody could like jump over or fly over or something like that. And Drax wanted to grab Rocket and throw him over and send the bridge over this way. And so he's holding Rocket by the collar, and I have the decision to either let Drax not do it or him do it. 
And in my head, I'm like, I mean, yeah, it would make sense for him to just throw him over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he throws him over, and then it says in the top right, like, the Walking Dead style. It's like, oh, Rocket will remember, remember this this, uh, <laughs> this betrayal. And then so the next, like, the rest of the level, I'm only siding with Rocket for him to, like, be back on my side. And so that I'm trying to, like, where it's like, everyone's attitude is very similar to the MCU until... Like, I start to make a decision that everyone's like, oh, we're totally on your side. You're such a great leader, Star-Lord. And I'm like, that doesn't seem right. And everyone should be like, that's a shitty idea, Star-Lord, or Peter. Like, what is your goal here, or something like that? And I'll just be like, no, let's just, let's get together. We can work as a team. And they're like, all right, let's do it. And I'm like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> like, they're very rah-rah about it, even though what we've seen the past, I don't know, six, seven years is very much not. Yeah. So it's, you know, I am, I mean, not to say, I'm very much enjoying the game. Um, it doesn't seem like a very difficult game. <laughs> so I do like that, like the gameplay where, like, if people want to play as, like, the rest of the Guardians, I can, uh, like, I'll be aimed at an enemy and I'll hit L1 and then I hit either circle, triangle, square, or X, and one of them will do, like, a special move, like, rocket will throw a grenade. Um, Drax will just be extra strong, I guess. Uh, Gamora will, like, use her sword. Like, they're all fighting, like, during it, but, like, it's for more... It takes away more health. And then Groot's is my favorite, is he just sticks his arm in the ground, and then he, like, traps an enemy, and then everyone just fires at him. Uh, it's a pretty cool move. I like that a lot. So I'm, I'm excited to play more. I'll probably play once we are done with this. Um, just because I've been playing Red Dead all day. Yeah. And I need a little switch between the two. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I would suggest it if you are on the edge of getting it or on the verge, I would say do it. It's a lot of fun. It's, um, it's way better than <laughs> Marvel's Avengers. That's not saying much. No, but are you going to play next week with uh, Spider-Man stuff or at least like think about it? Probably not. Okay. I'm debating it. So Unless I don't know yet. Like all of us play, then no. Yeah, I don't know. It's just what I've seen from that sucks. Yeah, it just doesn't look good. So, um, okay. Well, there's all the video game stuff I have. Do you? you do you have anything else you want to talk video games, or else we I'm, can move into Spider-Man stuff? I've been playing the show again. The, the newest Team Affinity came out, and I was like, oh, I miss baseball at this point. It's been weeks since we've had it, so why not play it? Yeah, I, I've been away from the game since like the All Star break. Um, you think it was the All Star break? Yeah, I know because uh, getting the ninety nine show hit was the last thing I did. Oh, okay. Um, and then I've just been having a lot of fun. I think it's mostly because I miss baseball, and it's a good game. Yeah, I, I played a little bit with you. Because uh, I probably played for like a month after, maybe. I don't know. I think I did Team Affinity 3, and they're on 5. Um, and that was the last thing that like I really grinded. And then Team Affinity 4, I got Frank Thomas, and then I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I am probably played like a month later than you, if that. So, yeah, I played a, a bit, and I'm like, yeah, I'm still just I'm still worn out on the game. Like, well, the I'm game is fun. great at the beginning. And then you hit a wall so yeah. hard with the game. It's just like, what gets it for me is like, uh, 
I'll play it like a, I'm. I'll just be grinding through Conquest or whatever, and I'll play a couple of games, or whatever, and then I'm like, okay, let's go through the missions and these programs and see what all I have to. Well, it's mostly just because like I'm so far behind that there's so much to do that it's just like, oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and I'm like out of the game for like 20 minutes just trying to figure out like, okay, I've done these exchanges. What else do I have to do again? Blah blah blah. You love grinding though. I think. I do. That's just like your favorite thing. Like I remember like the first like when the first Destiny came out, you were all about it because you just, just like had... mindless crap. I can just like, Yeah. I can like put on a movie or something and mm-hmm. Yeah. I like no, that. I mean that's what I did with Red Dead last night. I just put on uh I just put on music. And I'm like, yeah. all right, here comes my long horse ride to the other side of the map. And I was I mean, I was fine with it. So I did that. Um Okay, do you want to talk Spider-Man theories? There's no spoilers. We're not going to say anything bad. I just looked around and uh, saw five uh, theories that I liked, uh, and we can okay. uh, we can, you can say how likely they are one to ten. How about that? Um, okay. Well, I got it. For two of them aren't. I can talk like, about kind of what I think, and I, I'm yeah. not going to bring in like any of like the the stuff we've seen. I'll yeah, just talk no about kind of like We're the trailers, except we everyone knows that Toby we'll, and Andrew we'll stop. Are yeah, in this movie. Yeah. So, um, the first two are not like on a scale of one to ten. How likely? It's just questions that we don't really know. Uh, well, the first one is: Does Doctor Strange cause the multiverse, or is it what happened at the end of Loki? Because this second trailer, it really seems like Doctor Strange caused it. Even though the last episode, the entire last episode of Loki, we see what we thought was the multiverse starting. Or do you think this happens at like the same exact time? Or like, what do you think they'll say it? Or do you think they'll save that for Doctor Strange too? Maybe. Um, it seems to me that what happens is that Dr. Strange more opens a hole into our universe somehow causing all these people to come in more than. So you're saying Loki started it. Dr. Strange led it into the yeah, earth that we see. I think so. Okay. I can see that. Cause there was also that theory that Dr. Strange has been holding these villains forever. That's not one yeah, of them, so but I just, what, I just saw that. Yeah, what we see in the trailer, it seems like he has the villains in prison. Mm-hmm. And they will be let out because of events in the movie. That I don't like that theory because I feel like we for sure would have seen that. Uh, but I don't think it's it. like, oh, Doctor Strange has just had these forever or whatever. I think it's like, oh, Doctor Strange messes up. Oops, these people are in. I've captured them and everything. And then blah, 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 something happens. They're released into the world. Yeah, that's fair. Um, second one is, where the fuck are the Avengers? <laughs> this Well, there are no like Avengers anymore. Okay, where's okay, anybody let, I mean, let's just look at who's like, so Captain America is an old man. Iron yeah. Man's dead. Black Widow's dead. Hawkeye is Hawkeye. He's not going to help much. No. Um, Bruce Banner might not even 
be the Hulk. We'll find out in She-Hulk. And uh, uh, we don't know when that takes place, though. And you don't like... know when anything takes place right now. Yeah, I wish they um, told us that. We can at least get like a Thor's in space, and then there's the other. I mean, Captain America. What? Who else is gonna do anything? Wanda's I don't doing know, anybody. thing. Yeah, anybody. Captain Marvel's probably like off-world a... again. Captain Marvel, I, I full on just don't count her anymore because she's just, she just does not seem to exist outside of her own movies. It's her movie, is, it seems like. Oh. So, although she's appearing in Ms. Marvel, right? Yes. Okay. Probably. I mean, they're, they. Have I know Miss Marvel together. will be in Captain Marvel too. Yeah. I so she'll be in Ms. Because Marvel. it's called the Marvels. Yes. Clever. So, I don't know. Anybody could help. Ant Man can help. Well, I mean, um, he is getting help from Doctor Strange. So, well, that there is an Avenger. My, se- my my third one is Doctor Strange, the true bad guy of this movie. No, you don't think You're so? Because get into the Ayavagamoto thing, and I don't know what that is. Well, so, so in the trailers, we see that he still has the Ayavagamoto. Oh, the thing that holds the... holds the time stone. But okay, I mean, it was destroyed. So. I think it's just it looks cool and it's like an iconic thing that Doctor Strange has always had. So, but I saw because all five of the villains in the, that we've seen are all sympathetic villains, where they all are. Not all of them are. Most of them are. Uh, Does okay. sway to the good side. I mean, you have. It's been Green a while Goblin since I've seen Amazing really Spider Man. Does the lizard have like a? Oh, I'm, like when when he turns back into Kirk Connors. Uh, Kirk Connors, he's always like, "This is awful. Like, I shouldn't be doing this." And then, gotcha. He takes it, and then, like, it's like a. But he doesn't he's, die, he's, does he? Does he die? I believe he does. Like, yeah, I haven't seen. It. We need to. We need to rewatch these pretty yeah. soon. Um, Sandman does. Uh, Doc Ock does. Yes. Electro is. Uh, yeah, Electro is like saved or whatever he's sympathetic he? i'm pretty sure that's the one i've seen the least amount <laughs> um yeah i can tell you like all what happens in all the raimi movies but the, yeah the amazing spider-man movies are kind of a bore yeah i mean we know all three of them are essentially saved green goblin to a sense but i mean i don't think so i mean i, I think green goblin's evil to the but I think it's also still just uh, it's the um, like it's the bipolar thing where like he's always swayed by the, gotcha yeah, yeah 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 like Norman Osborn's kind of a good guy but yes like but once he gets the serum they, yeah. super soldier serum yeah. essentially he is bad so and he always has that like conflicting things so yeah. that's why I think he's still a sympathetic villain and he's the one I'm most excited to see in the movie. Yeah, I mean, Willem Dafoe's a great actor, and it's great to see him. Yeah. Good Goblin's cool. Yeah, so, um, number four, there are five villains shown. Spider-Man famously has a Sinister Six. Who do you think would be the sixth villain? I think, end credits scene, it's gonna show. I don't know what'll happen. Like, do, I think Sony will try and, like, do another Sinister Six movie again, Mm -hmm. and... I don't know how to do it with the all these films from a different universe because I don't know. And then bring in Venom or something. I That's what I'm saying, because all of these none of these villains have anything to do with Tom Holland. So like do nope, you think a sixth one ones. a sixth villain would be? So we have Vulture, it could be. 
It could be uh, Scorpion. I don't think you do Scorpion unless we've seen no, actual but Scorpion. Isn't he going? He's going to be in Morbius, so I Is wish he? that came up. I believe so. Him and uh, Michael Keaton will be back. I like Michael Mando, so I need more Michael Mando is a good thing. Yeah. Um, we have, obviously, Venom. Yes. Could, could be in it. Um, Typically Mysterio. not a member, but yeah. yes. Mysterio. I'm not sure if he's dead. We really don't know. Yeah. Because... I mean, even if he's dead, there's the other people who could just be like, oh, Quentin Beck's not dead. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But also, why would Mysterio like join the, these obvious villains if he wants to keep going with this? I'm a good guy thing. I think because he's so, like, he just wants Peter dead because he said the whole thing. He's like, Spider-Man's Peter Parker and he killed me. Now he has enough where people understand if he's fighting uh, Spider-Man again. He's yeah. getting all the help he can just to kill Peter Parker. No, I, I see. I don't think we'd get... I feel like the last trailer, they're pretty open about showing the villains. If there was a sixth one, uh, they would have shown it. But I think that's because the sixth one is that big. I don't know. Where it could be like like Vulture coming back would be big uh, and Mysterio coming back would be I mean that would be the biggest one. With all the problems that this that. movie has had I think we would have known if there was someone else in this movie. I mean to be fair we didn't know Lizard or Sandman would be back. Yeah. So they had that. Yeah. Granted they're CGI. But yeah. all of them essentially are. Um, and then my favorite theory which could lead to the sixth villain is that at the end of the trailer, we see um, essentially both Ned about to fall and MJ falling. And Spider-Man goes to save MJ. <laughs> no, this is a bit of a leap. <laughs> Hear I, I me out. I don't know where this is going. Could this decision upset Ned enough to become the Hobgoblin? Because yeah. Ned is the Hobgoblin in the comics. Yeah, he's TV the second shows. Hobgoblin. So could that lead to him becoming the Hobgoblin? And then being the sixth villain, I couldn't take Ned seriously as you couldn't think. You couldn't take Jacob no. Batalon as no. Hobgoblin. I agree with that, but if it wasn't Jacob Batalon, could you see that? If they were older, yeah, yeah. I feel like I, would love I, to see that. I couldn't take a quote teen villain like that. Yeah, even though they're obviously not teens; they're in like the mid twenties. Yeah, I just think that would be a hell a hell of a leap. But uh, I think it was so funny that I'm like, yeah, screw it. Why not? 